0: Hello, Damn Happy, Damn Healthy listeners, and welcome to episode number 16, I Didn't Become Half My Size by Dabbling in Health and Fitness with Eve Guzman. Y'all get ready to be motivated, educated, and inspired by this woman. She is an internationally acclaimed nutritionist, business coach, public speaker, and People Magazine, half their size ambassador. Eve is the owner of G-Transformation Academy, which aims to help women ditch fad diets, lose weight, and eat real food without being restricted. Through her signature certification system, the Macro Mentorship Program, Eve also certifies personal trainers, nutritionists, and health coaches on macro-based nutrition. She has personally lost more than 150 pounds through exercise and her macronutrition philosophy, going from obese to to a nationally qualified figure competitor. She inspires and educates women worldwide on ways to create sustainable, healthy lifestyle changes to become their best selves. Eve's mission is to see all women achieve real body goals by eating the foods they love for the rest of their life. If you didn't already feel inspired by that introduction alone, girl, it's time to dive on into this episode, and I promise you're going to leave with so many nuggets. Go ahead and take a listen. Hello, you guys, and welcome to episode number 16 of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. We are here with a very special guest, Eve Guzman, and I know that you guys know Megan if you are a listener, and that is kind of how I've been connected to Eve. Um, She is one of Megan's good friends, and I honestly have been following her and creeping on her for quite some time now. She has the most brilliant story and just has... The most like, I don't, I'm trying to think of the right word, like authentic, but also she's like super on my list of like people who I can just tell that work and operate with high integrity. So I want to bring her on the podcast and first I'm just going to have Eve introduce herself, tell us a little bit about who she is, what her health and fitness journey is all about, and we're going to dive into some good stuff for you guys today.
1: Hey guys, thank you so much for introducing me. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm <laughs> blushing. I'm like, ah. So yeah, thanks for the <laughs> amazing introduction. But yeah, like she said, my name is Eve. Um, Eve Guzman. Everybody knows me as Eve Fitchick. That name has definitely stuck. Like I'm not all exercise, I'm nutrition also. But Eve Fitchick has stuck with me and people know me as the half her size girl. Um, to kind of speed up my story, basically, I spent a an entire um lifetime being overweight, twenty plus years overweight i'm five one I was almost three hundred pounds, and I eventually got fed up of being sick and tired of being. Overweight and being unhealthy, and I had other goals in mind for myself, and I set out to lose half my body weight, and I did exactly that. Ended up losing 158 pounds, um, which led me to be featured in um, People magazine's Half Their Size issue. At the time, I was a laboratory research scientist, and then I decided okay, all these people want help. They know that I was able to do it. Let me combine science, nutrition, and flexibility, and let's help more people. So since then, I've coached over 1500 women through sustainable ways of nutrition and fitness for weight loss. And now I certify coaches to become macro nutrition coaches so that they can help me help more people. So that's pretty much it as
0: fast as I can say it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. Isn't that so funny when someone's like, tell me your life story. And <laughs> It's like, how do I, how do I bring this down into like a very short introduction of myself? It's never easy. Um, I love all of this. And I love how you have such like a, like a, I don't know how you would describe it, but like a 180 journey. Like you went from one side of the spectrum feeling, um, frustrated and you were in that like overweight um, category and then completely transforming your life. But not only transforming your life, but now you're helping other people do the same thing and helping coaches help other people do the same thing. It's just incredible. So what I first want to just cover with you, Eve, is tell me a little bit about what that kind of turning point was like for you when you were in your life and you're overweight, like what, what made things change and like, what, what made you just like take the leap to go for it and make this transformation in your life?
1: Sure. So, um, for me being, um, in the obese category or being extremely overweight, I felt like a lot of people, you know, I felt trapped. I felt stuck in this body that I just, didn't feel like was mine. I felt like I couldn't get it to do the things I wanted to to do. It didn't look the way that I wanted it to look. And being in my young 20s, and I was the mom of a toddler, I started to, you know, see what my life was becoming, getting married, having a family, family growing, and, you know, me having to pour into other people. And I felt myself becoming stuck. So like where I was at and all of that frustration, I realized that it would be just like it is or worse unless I decided to make a change. And the thing that really was like the aha moment for me, which made me just say, you know, I have to do something. I just can't just be tired and complain all the time. And then pour my sorrows into a bag of cookies um, was when I went to get a new pair of jeans. And I was basically rotating a couple pairs of pants. I would wear one and while they were in the washer, wear the other pair, I had like those two pair that fit that I was comfortable in. And I got to the point where I was like rubbing holes in them because they were worn (laughs) so much and I needed to get some new clothes. So I went to the store, went to trying some jeans and I ended up trying over 20 pairs of jeans and pants, even pull on jeans. And at that time I was a size 24 and it was the biggest size in the store and nothing fit. So I left defeated and I realized I can either keep trying to lose this weight, which I had for years um, and quit and still feel like this and find myself like having to buy custom pants or I could actually make a, a change and a commitment by changing things because like if you don't make the change or take the chance to start things never change they're going to stay the same and so I got into this mindset of I would try things for two or three weeks and I would always quit I would lose a little maybe not much but I got to where what if I just kept going so that I could actually start to change the direction that my life was heading in and I finally started something like for this last time and I didn't
0: quit What a powerful story. And I love that you gave something that's just like so real for the listeners here, like going into the store and just finally feeling so fed up with it and ready to make that change. Tell us a little bit about your experience with kind of like the on again, off again. Do you feel like the habits and the things that you were changing in your life when you were kind of stuck in that lose a couple pounds, then end up quitting? Do you think that what you were trying to get yourself to do was just like you were either all in or all out and you didn't really know how to find that balance. Tell us a little bit about that journey, because I think that's something that so many people can resonate with in terms of their health and fitness is that on again, off again relationship.
1: Oh yeah. I was like, I was totally a yo-yo dieter. I mean, I grew up watching my mom try to lose weight from like the age that of me being like seven. So I saw like this pattern of women in my family, trying different drastic diets constantly. Um, so I kind of saw the path of a yo-yo dieter. I kind of thought it was normal and I did the yo-yo dieting too. And the reason why I wasn't successful and I kept trying over and over again is I was either all the way in or all the way out. And it usually was because everything that I was choosing was just too damn hard to do. Like it was so restrictive, it was not sustainable, and it was nothing like the way that I like to eat. It's like, how can you keep going? So like um, the Slim Fast diet, I've done that so many times. Um, I got disgusted by the shakes. I got tired of drinking things and not being able to chew foods. I got tired of like the Lean Cuisine program where it was like mushy microwave meals all the time, Um, you know, doing like the progress, the progressive soup diet, doing special case cereal, um, eating all clean and cutting out all sugar and all cookies and all cheese. And like I've tried everything, but there was no balance. And there it was just all the way in that it felt like a job. It felt like work. And it was just too freaking hard. Like I couldn't do it. I was young, people were, you know, going out on the weekend inviting me to dinner and I would stay at home. And then if I did go because I didn't have a sense of what to do to keep the progress going, I would end up all the way out because I would get a taste of something non-restrictive and I would just lose it. And then mm-hmm. I wish I mean it was just that. It was like all the way out mcdonald's two double cheeseburgers and a french fry every day that is, was my thing like that was totally my thing and i haven't been to mcdonald's in probably six to eight years now but i was on that all the way in on double cheeseburgers and french fries gaining the weight putting it back on or all, i was all the way into clean eating until i couldn't stand it and then i would quit and so it just became that clean eating double cheeseburgers slim fast shakes double cheeseburgers
0: Gosh, yeah. And I'm sure once, so that on again, off again, that's that's something I talk about all the time. And it's so true. The second we tell ourselves that we can't have something, what do we want? (laughs) That thing that we're telling ourselves we can't have. And then like you said, that second you allow yourself some like leeway in your nutrition world or in your social life or whatever it might be, you give yourself some leeway. But if you've restricted yourself from something for so long, then it's like, you're just going to go ham and just like have obscene binging amounts of it. And that relationship with food can get so exhausting and it, pours over into your life it pours over into your emotions just all the things. So now let's kind of go into what what made things change and I'm sure there are some realizations or some discoveries that you made along the way as you finally made that change for good and didn't suffer with that on again off again relationship as you kind of found something that worked. So first I guess what what kind of changed? Did you hire someone to help you? Did you do it on your own? Or what mindset shifts did you make to kind of get yourself pulled out of that all or nothing mindset? And then after that, we can kind of talk about your discoveries along the way.
1: Okay, cool. So, um, you know, I found myself in my um, young to mid 20s, going through all of this, you know, all the way in and all the way out. And I had just finished a degree in molecular biology, and I got a minor in chemistry. And I was doing my clinicals um, to become a medical medical laboratory scientist. And one day, it just kind of shook me when I thought, wait a minute, like, you're a smart girl, like, you have a background in science, you're becoming a medical laboratory scientist, like, Losing weight is about calories and energy. And are you moving your body enough? Are you not moving it enough? What's your muscle mass like? Like it clicked like, oh my God, I'm a smart person. Like, why can't I figure this out? And I thought, okay, well, if I can start with figuring out the science and nutrition and create some like groundwork or foundation that actually works for me, then I can start to shift my behaviors. I can start to change my mindset Because, I mean, it wasn't that I was just um, like binging and just doing crazy things. My nutrition was just all over. It It wasn't consistent. I wasn't treating my body good with what was coming in. So I said, okay, weight loss. The science of weight loss comes down to calories in and calories out. And instead of just following a meal plan with calories that didn't fit me or foods that didn't fit me, how about I work on portion control? First, and then start counting calories. So I started by um, figuring out how many calories I needed to eat to actually maintain weight, and then what I needed to lose weight. And so I focused on just tracking my calories. And it was before my Fitness Pal, so it was like pen and paper. <laughs> I was starting to journal what I was eating, and I focused on hitting that goal. I didn't focus on changing my foods and like doing drastic things. So instead of like two double cheeseburgers and a French fry, it became like a double cheeseburger and maybe I had to supplement it with an apple or a salad, something lower calorie to be able to fit in my goal for the day. But I just focused on the portion and what I needed to hit the calorie goal. So it was just straight up calories. And then I realized well, I can't eat as much of the cheese, double cheeseburgers and cookies and whatever. (laughs) So if I picked lower calorie, healthy things and I'm going to be fuller. So then that started changing the quality of my meals and fast food started going down. Cookies went down. Like it became a game of what is my balance of like fun, good for me stuff. And what I just have to have, because like, you know, duh, health. <laughs> like, let's <do> some protein. <laughs> let's get brown rice. Let's do fruit. Let's do vegetables. So, it was a game of what I could actually fit in for the calories. So, that's how I started to evolve from calorie counting only to eating about 80% clean and then the 20% fun. And this was before macros were hot and everybody was talking about like flexible dieting. Um, so, it was like before that, it was like right when it was getting ready to come out. And then I started learning about macros. There were very few people talking about it. When I mentioned it, people thought I was nuts. So then I started to go, okay, now I'm losing weight. I've lost a good portion of weight. I want to lose those last 20 pounds. How can I get there a little bit faster? So then I started changing my workouts from cardio to 80% of it's lifting and then cardio mixed in or in separate pieces. But then now instead of just calories, hitting protein, carbs, and fats, same philosophy, 80% clean, nutritious stuff, 20% fun. And so that created the framework for me. And my behavior started to shift. My mindset shifted with food. I stopped thinking that I could not have things. I could not go these places. I didn't look at food as good or bad, but I looked at it as energy and calories and fuel. And then having the intelligence of just thinking you can't eat cookies with every meal. Like it Mm can be apples then carrots and salad, last meal cookies, but it couldn't be cookies, 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 cookies. Like just those things that most people know you should do. I started doing them. And as I got more physical results, I got leaner. My body fat percentage went down. Muscle mass went up. I started getting more lines and definition. Seeing the change motivated me to actually keep up with it. So it became like this healthy cycle that kept going versus this vicious cycle of on again, off again.
0: I this is awesome. I love how you talked about kind of like your journey. And even though, and, and this is beautiful for anybody starting. Um, sure. Eve and many of us have been in that or are in that all or nothing mentality. We're either all in or we're all out. And I had my sister on the podcast and we talked about her journey with this. But one thing that I really like that you pointed out first, that like simple science behind weight loss, calories in versus calories out. I know that both of us know as health and fitness coaches that. There are other factors that come into play, but I think that so many people who are starting their journey are trying to find all these secret methods to weight loss when really there's not like a whole lot of secrets about it. It really is just that simple science. And I like that you brought that up and how you just started with that whole idea of calories in versus calories out. And how you kind of evolved to the point where you're at right now. And that idea that you quickly realized, I mean, quick realizations that you made in terms of, hey, like, I can count my calories and I can watch my portions. But if I'm constantly choosing a cheeseburger and cookies, then I don't get to eat as much if I'm choosing. Than is if i'm choosing the healthier um, more nutrient dense options and I love that you point that out because it's it's so it's such a huge realization to have because I will tell clients and I will tell members of Damn Happy, Damn Healthy, you know, you really can eat whatever you want as long as you practice portion control. But if you choose to eat this, you're going to be able to eat a lot more of it. And when I've mm-hmm. audited people's My Fitness Pal logs and so on and so forth, and I will have like sample days that I've like logged myself and I like, look at how much more food I'm eating than you yet. Our calories aren't really that much different. And I love love that that you pointed that because it's like, I'm eating like double the amount of food in terms of volume that you're eating every day, but it's just that mental swap and like coming to the realization of that. So aside from the whole like nutrition thing and let, well, I do want to, before we jump off of nutrition, I want to talk about one more thing. Talk to the listeners a little bit more about macros, because I feel like that's something that's like constantly popping up in the world of health and fitness. Like, And I do tend to get a lot of questions about it, but just some like basics on macros and what you kind of, and I know we're not going to like, tell you what your numbers should be or anything like that, you guys, but why, why macronutrients are important and why hitting those different things are important.
1: Yeah, cool. So, um, a lot of people, um, will get confused on, should I count macros or should I count calories? And why would people count macros and what's the difference? Or you'll even hear people say, Oh, I don't ever count macros. I just track my calories. Well, they're actually the same thing because they both end up leading towards each other. So if you have a calorie goal that you're trying to hit every day, if you logged everything in MyFitnessPal and go to the nutrition screen, you can see what percentage of those calories Our protein, carbs, and fats, you can also see how many grams of protein, carbs, and fats add up to calories. And then same way on the flip side, if you're someone that has a coach or yourself saying, this is my goal for protein, carbs, and fats, if you do the math, it'll add up to your caloric goal. So every gram of protein that you eat is going to be four calories. Every gram of carbs that you eat is going to be four. And then fat is the most calorically dense and why we don't get as much. And it's nine calories per gram. So if you're someone that had a goal every day of eating 1700 calories just for maintenance, if you ended up going in your MyFitnessPal, you could multiply the grams of protein by four Carbs by four, fat by nine, and it's going to add up to those total calories. And so the difference when you're tracking calories versus macros is like you were saying, if you compared people's food logs of how many calories, you can see where the composition or what the makeup of those calories are coming from. So I can go through the McDonald's drive through and eat 1600 calories let's say that's my goal for the day in one meal that can be like I don't even know the site what they call them I remember (laughs) there used to be like super size if you got like the super size Mountain Dew and you got like the double quarter pounder with cheese and bacon and the in the medium fry that might be your 1600 calories for the day but when you go and look at those macros It might be like 60% fat for the day and it might end up being like, um, it could end up being like 50% fat, 40% carbs, and only 10% protein, making you under on what you really should need for your body for protein, too high on carbs, too high on fats, and then that's one meal and you're done for the day. When you focus on hitting an amount of protein, carbs, and fats that are appropriate for your height, your age, your body type, your metabolism, how much you work out, what your goals are, you'll get way more food and you'll get the right groups of protein, carbs, and fats in your day. So the right percentages And you'll also have a body composition change. So the person going through the drive-thru getting 1,600 calories in one meal may not only just have the skewed numbers of protein, carbs, and fats they need for the day. There's no volume there. They get that one meal, and then they're done. As for, like, you and I, we're hitting all of the groups. We're going to have enough food to be able to put that into three meals and two snacks or maybe some days for me it's three meals and three snacks because I like to eat all day long same (laughs) I'm focusing on macros I get everything I'm going to hit my calorie goal so if I'm wanting to maintain you know I can check that box if it's a calorie goal for weight loss check I've got that if I want to be full and have volume check I've got that if I am also wanting to Hit my calorie goal, be full, and also see a body composition change where I'm looking leaner, um, muscle is starting to be revealed, and I'm not losing it. Protein, carbs, and fats give you the body composition change too. So you actually check all three boxes. So instead of you just eating 1600 calories hoping to lose weight, instead of getting like that kind of what they call skinny fat look where you lose weight. And you know it because the scale says 10 pounds down, but no one else can tell because you're just a little squishier because you've lost muscle. When you count macros, you can lose weight, um, actually look tighter, leaner, look more, um, have a more athletic look. Your physique looks better. Everybody knows that you've lost weight and you look even leaner than what you've lost, what, what you've actually lost because you mostly lose fat. So those are like the perks of the macro counting. That's the perks of like comparing calories versus just macros. And so like a really good step for starting is looking at portions and um, learning how to read labels, being able to hit a a calorie goal. But like the icing on the cake is elevating up to the macros.
0: Yes. And. You basically just like busted that whole myth. I think that I've heard this so many times in my life, just like mainly from people joking with me. Well, while- well, you're that like healthy eater. So you probably eat like a rabbit eats or like you don't eat very much or like that that like myth or that belief that just because you're like someone who's like prioritizing healthy eating means that like you don't eat very much. And when in fact, we're eating a lot more in volume. (laughs) Like honestly, I I eat all day long. Like I, I will come back with that. I'm like, I eat a lot. I just eat different things than you might choose. And I think that I just- That's something that I just want to pound in the heads of people like just because you're making lifestyle changes in terms of nutrition doesn't automatically mean that you have to eat less. And it just just that belief that it doesn't have to be less and it's just a matter of making those right choices. So shifting now off nutrition, I want to talk a little bit about mindset and and also why you've never gone back like what what. What in terms of your life has changed? What in terms of your energy has changed? And what in terms of just like your mindset, just like overall about your overall outlook on life since you've made these changes, maintained them, and and never gone back? Like, why haven't you ever gone back? What what's so beautiful about this side of this side of feeling um, healthy, fit, um, free, all the things?
1: Yeah, so the reason why I haven't gone back and I haven't gained the weight as opposed to like, you know, my healthy kind of range of like plus or minus five to 10 pounds. And then um, also considering that I did do figure competitions, I became a bodybuilder and don't do that anymore. Kind of that's like my leanest area, I haven't gone back because one, this is so sustainable for me. It's easy to keep up. Like this is my new life. Like this is the life I should have been living before and my life is so amazing like this like outside of what I look like that there's no way that I would want to change it. So like losing weight and becoming like in control of like my nutrition and fitness and being able to be empowered with education, making good choices, not eating fried chicken every other day like I used to, because that was like literally it. Like it was, a, there was a lot of fried chicken, um, but like, instead of eating those things, like I love how I eat now and then losing the weight and feeling empowered, increased my confidence. I ended up getting a lot of promotions at work. I ended up creating my business. I started doing public speaking, helping other women build it. Like it's, it just ricocheted from one thing from another because I became empowered and confident in this new life of being able to have. Um, This healthy lifestyle like so many women make a resolution of like, you know, best year new me. I want to live my best life my best self ever like I finally got that and I'm not gonna give it up.
0: Awesome. That's that's just so amazing. So as you're kind of reflecting on your journey and speaking to someone who could be in similar shoes to you when you were in your like all or nothing mindset, all or nothing relationship with health and fitness and exercise, if you can give one, if if not, you can give more than one. But what would be like one piece of advice that you would share with someone just trying to get started or just trying to like make that step to, to what you were just saying that new year, new you, or that best version of themselves. Like if they're stuck in this on again, off again, relationship with their health and fitness, then, then what piece of advice would you just like give them and, and hope that it like, like shake, shaking their head, telling them like, please listen to this because I can promise you there, that there is, there is another way to live.
1: Yeah. So what happened for me is probably the biggest advice that I would give. So like, as I kind of figured out, like, Hey, you're smart. Like, let's figure it out. Like, let's figure out the science And I'm like, it's about calories. And then I was faced with, so what am I really eating? Like what's my real life like? Like what's my regular day? So for people wanting to get started, like I encourage them to basically do a self audit by at least starting to journal or track your food. I think once you look at what you're putting into your body and you're like faced with it, it will give you this moment to pivot and make the change it's nothing you have to do obsessively. So, you know, those that are listening to this, you don't have to become a macro tracker. You don't have to calculate and count your calories forever, but I definitely challenge you to track all of your food for at least one week or not two, and see what is your fiber? How much salt are you eating? Are you barely eating any protein? Um, What percentage of your day is actually fat? Like, are you getting a serving Um, of fruits and vegetables in twice a day. A lot of people are not like (laughs) you have to do an audit. It's almost like if you want to save money facing yourself by going in your bank account and looking at your budget, like you can't really manage what you haven't measured yet. So you have that place to make a change. And when I tell you, I looked at like my Debbie cakes and my double (laughs) burgers And just like mindless things that I was eating, because you will discover, do I snack when I'm stressed? Do I, do I end up eating like one cup of nuts? And you know, nuts are like, it's the healthy stuff too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How much am I eating and consuming, journaling, you'll see your habits. Like I would start there and then make goals from there of what you want to change. It may not be calories. It may not be macros. You might want to go the portion route and use your hand to start measuring what should be on your plate each day, or it may just be eat one salad every day and take one of those things out. But you really have to do the audit and track your food. Like I challenge anybody yeah. to track my fitness pal Every bite, seven days a week. Don't change anything. Like, don't go in there and you're like Eve said, do this. But I'm going to start switching. Don't even switch, Mm -hmm. and that will really make you see yourself of where you're at and make some new goals.
0: Mm -hmm. And I love that you said that because I think that that's so true. And I this needs to be like a quote card for this. I think you said what you something about measuring what you.
1: Yeah, I say it all the I time. I love that. What I'm did you say? I me. I think I just, I just put something somewhere. It was on my stories this morning. <laughs> but I was like, you can actually manage what you measure. And it's yes. flip, you can't manage what you haven't measured. Like you have to know where you're at. That's anything. A relationship. Is your business making any money? Like, do you have enough money to go on this trip? Like you can't you know, manage something and create a good goal if you haven't measured where you're at.
0: That's 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 amazing. And that is so true because it's just a matter of, and I love that you brought up like your little Debbies and like your like, I one thing that I'll always do if I ever find myself because I think that even for people who are listening to this and you're already in your journey you can use this tool as kind of like even a check-in for yourself if you're feeling like a little off-kilter or a little like you're like oh like I need a reality check I'm kind of not not fueling my body in the way that I should like I'm not I did used to track and I believe that that taught me portion control. I can create a plate that's balanced in terms of the macros now that without even thinking about twice about it. But if you've never done that, then creating like a nutrient dense, well-rounded meal isn't as easy as as it might seem. And you might feel like you're doing the right things and then you quickly realize that you're not. But even if you're in it and feeling like you're doing really well but have had moments where it's just like I'm off track then just like that whole idea of checking back in with yourself and if you're if you're feeling off track then why not try and manage it by measuring it and seeing what you're doing and I want to just like emphasize the fact that you said do it for a week or two without changing things. Because when I do nutrition audits for people inside Damn Happy Damn Healthy or my one-on-one clients, I tell them that. I'm like, I want you to log for one week and I don't want you to change a single thing because I want to see what you're doing. I want to see those habits. And it's crazy how much of a reality check that can be for us. Like, whoa, like I, I need to like, Get a handle, and and just by looking at the picture and like completely whiting out the macros and the calories, you can just see it based on like the amount of food that's in there, based on like the types of processed things that you're choosing. It's just crazy. So yeah. it's
1: how many people like listening to this can say that because of like a special type of like latte they might like in the morning. That's <laughs> like so true. A of their days calories is your latte.
0: Mhm, mm-hmm.
1: meal that you could be full. Not that you can't have coffee. I have it every day, but I've modified what's in it.
0: Mhm. That's fancy. such a revelation right now. All the like fancy coffees, and I'm I. Yeah. I, like I said, I still enjoy the coffees, but the modifying them and just like making sure that you're creating something that's not like, like you said, a third of your calories, like your breakfast and your first snack of the day is taken up by your latte. No, no, thanks. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trade, trade it back for the food. <laughs> so as we kind of um, wrap things up here, Eve, I like to always ask my um, guests on the podcast, the same question. And it's just that telling me what damn happy, damn healthy means to you. And if you could describe like your damn happiest, damn healthiest life, what is that? And um, just kind of, kind of tell us what that is. And that's how we'll kind of finish things off for today.
1: So first I'll say, I love that I get to say damn on here. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because I'm always cuss in front of my um, audience because some don't like it, but I'll like, Uh you know, here. Uh Uh Uh-huh. but I get to say, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> Megan. <laughs> I, I only describe myself as damn healthy and damn he- and happy, like, all the time. And for me, that's being able to make, like, sustainable choices with food Being healthy is being able to have the balance of good stuff. Also, being healthy for me is having a little bit of chocolate every day and like transitioning that over to like the happiness that I get is like time freedom and traveling and abundance. And a lot of that has come from my health. Like, my happiness in my marriage as a mom, in my business, and like the things that I like to do to fill my cup, like, it all has spiraled out of the transformation I made with my
0: health. I love that. And I completely agree on like the damn happy, damn healthy. Um, Megan was on here and I'll just like end with this side note. Um, She said it just has a ring to it versus just saying happy and healthy, like saying damn happy, damn healthy. There is a difference. Like it's that just like extra step of just like really prioritizing health and happiness and understanding that. They go hand in hand, and I've said that a billion times on here. And I think that it's your story is so inspiring, Eve. And I'm so glad that we could have you on the podcast. I do want you to tell um, my listeners where they can find you. Where do you like hang out the most? Where can they like, um, if they're like absolutely loving this, which I know they are? How can they find more of you?
1: So the number one spot is going to be Instagram. I'm a I'm a, I'm not even ashamed of it. i am an addict. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> same, same on
1: Instagram at Eve Fit Chick, and then you guys can find me on my website at www.gtransformationacademy.com.
0: Awesome, I love it! And you guys, if you didn't get that, we will put that in the show notes as well, too so you can find Eve there. I am just loving every bit of this. I'm sure we got we got all pieces of this, some nutrition advice, some transformation, some motivation, all the things. So it was great to have you Eve and listeners. Thank you for being here. And we will talk to you on the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the damn happy, damn healthy podcast. Share some love for today's episode with a rate review and subscribe. And don't forget. Take a screenshot of this episode for your Instagram. Tag me at Chelsea Caller and tell me your fave takeaway. I'll be talking to you again real soon, girlfriend. But until then, be damn happy and damn healthy.